Alright. How's it going, everybody? This is Cabo Load. Oh, yeah. We got Cosmic Lumberjack. And Kato. And today we are going to be debating gene editing. So, there's this, uh, in China, I want to say there was like a doctor that like had a, he gene edited like three babies recently. And the whole scientific community is in like uproar because of it. This is like three years ago, maybe actually, but it's still like now they're like a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, And they made the babies like immune to HIV or something like that. So it's just a big topic right now because, you know, the ethical concerns and everything like that. But so I'm going to be. We're doing a debate. I'm going to be in favor of <laughs> in favor of gene editing, even though it's very, very uh, controversial. You know, yeah, controversial. But you know, it's it's going to happen in the future eventually. So we'll just get in used to it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what possible. you think. <laughs> Sorry, is that too loud? I I want to feel cool and hold my mic, but I don't want to make it sound too loud. Oh, wait, I mean, I can't even like. Cause you see, you see my bar on the right side right now, right? Like my my audio volume. Uh, where it has your name, and then, and then there's a bar. Yeah. No, I don't see. I see mine. Oh wait, wait. Yours is like really low compared to mine. Oh, wait. So okay. So do you think this is good? I mean, like hold it like directly, like like, like the top. Wait, that didn't even like. I didn't pick maybe, up. Maybe maybe I, I can't. Pretty I, low. Yeah, I, I could hear you like fine, but I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it'll be the fine. audience. The, will yeah. the audience like this the same ASMR style? <laughs> All right, is maybe, it, maybe it sound not. Like okay, uh, <laughs> please uh, keep, keep some distance. Yeah, some right. space for Jesus. <laughs> so, which is why I'm here to debate <laughs> this topic in favor of Jesus. In favor of Jesus, because you don't want science messing yeah, with Jesus. Because we're not playing God. We're not, not, we're not playing God. Yeah. No, no. We're just not having it. If you do, <laughs> just watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What's your first case for this? For, okay. So against? I'm okay. I'm against it just because like, like I feel like, and this is totally like an opinion of someone who is on the side that didn't have the advantage of it. Um, like I didn't experience it myself, so like I don't want it to happen because like I feel like it's gonna ruin like just having like differences of human beings and like a natural um what's the word? I wanna say advantage, but that's not what I'm trying to think. Like natural differences between people, which I kind of feel is like the essence of being human. Like if if there's gene editing, right? And everyone can let's say you go to the store and you're like, okay, for your child, let's just say you're like, I want my child to have these genes. I want something to have, I want them to have like super strength, super speed. Let's just say these are the genes. Um, yeah. I don't think that's how it's going to like be though. Um, probably will be something. Let's just say that that's how it is. Right. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to want your kid to have the super intelligent strength, speed, uh, like every advantage they could possibly have and like be immune to like any disease that you'd want, which I think is going to be the first case scenario. And then it's going to be like, Oh, some States are going to like start from, from a U.S. perspective. I think it's going to start like you can't genetically engineer your child 
unless it's for disease prevention. And then over time, there might be some states who are like, hey, we don't want to interfere. You guys can put any gene you want into a child you want. So there'll be some states. Like, it's going to be like uh, weed or something. Like how every state... I don't know if every state was against it at first. I think so, right? Wasn't it? Like, Probably. It's federal, yeah, it's like federally yeah, banned. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's going to start off like only special case scenarios. Medical use only. And then there's going to be some states who are like, well, what's the difference between a child being weaker? Isn't that kind of a, a disease, if you will? Um, so then they're going to start using that more and more, and then it's going to be widely accepted over time, like how I believe weed is going to be universally allowed in all the states. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just going to like eliminate the need, not need, eliminate what makes us different, which I feel is like the human perspective, the human condition. That's the word. Don't I sound smart? Um, yeah, dude, you're genius. <laughs> Who needs gene editing? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's, that's like my first reason why we shouldn't. Because that's like the human condition, so we're all like also like gene editing, kind of to your point that the gene pool would be small for like creating new humans after everybody's already genetically modified. So, in a, that's kind of like my second point. Yeah, like, how eventually, like, if we all have the same most advantaged genes, like, what's going to be the difference between you and the person who, let's say, 10 generations down, right, from us? Like, I'm assuming gene editing is going to be in place. What's going to be different between your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild and my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild? If they're in, like, the same generation and, like, both their parents are like, I want them to have the most advantage, everyone's going to kind of assume, maybe some slight differences, what the best genetic advantage is. Um, so, genetically, what is going to be the difference between that child and the other child? Like they're gonna, have, right. they're gonna be the same person essentially, um, and like that also makes me wonder, like, what does that mean for like a biological parent, right? Do, are you even gonna be technically their parent if, let's say, you, all your genes suck, right? I don't want any of my genes in my kid. What's the difference between like you being their adopted father and their, in this case, biological father? If they started out, you know, with with your genes, but like you're like. Nah. Are you even their father at that point? Well, I feel like, yeah, you are still. Like, you know, adopted fathers are still, like... I mean, adopting a child is still, like, your child at that point, you know? Well, it's yeah. not really... I mean, like, for... I don't know. I feel like having, a bio, having your biological father, there's a connection there that might be close to an adopted father, but your adopted father... I, like, this is something I'm worried about. If I ever, like, adopt a child, like... Would I love them enough just because I don't have that, like, I didn't, they're not me. I didn't give birth. I didn't help give birth to them. You didn't, didn't give birth, kid? I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> like, how am I going to feel any connection? If I don't birth them out of my whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried about, like, how is the connection between parents and child and children going to be? I mean, I feel like, you know, there's still that connection for your case like you know they could still have the whenever you're creating a genetic modified baby you're gonna have like some of the same genes as you and so you could have that i guess quote-unquote connection you're talking about but i still feel like regardless 
even if it is like not even remotely close to you and it's just an adopted baby, you'll still have that like connection to that child. I mean, I have like two tortoises and I have a connection to them. I'm not like, you know, I didn't give birth to them and I still like care about them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, regardless of having that either physical connection or like connection of like, hey, I made this happen in the world. It's still like, you know, you're putting your time and, and your love into that being. So it's like, you're still, still your child, you know? Mm-hmm. So even if it is genetically modified, I think it will still be, you know, you'll still like it. But as for the gene editing with the, the, the genetic pool thing, how, uh, yeah, we're going to have like, if that's the case, then everybody's going to be the same. And then there's going to be other differences, but you know, if, if we do do gene editing, you know, I feel like there's got to be this this small portion of the population that doesn't do gene editing, because if if we do do it, because my argument isn't for it, <laughs> we need to actually have a group of the population that's not doing it, so that there's still genetic diversity to the point where you can still like one person from the genetically modified group can uh, have a baby with the diverse pool and then that'll still also result with uh you know like i guess more offspring that doesn't eventually lead to the demise of you know humans can't reproduce anymore because we're all the same so i I didn't think about that but sorry yeah yeah i'm just poking holes in mine but (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's also good because you know we can prevent diseases you know diseases wouldn't be really a thing as for like the hiv you know like they're testing if the the babies are you know, resistant to that. And so that's pretty beneficial for like, you know, we want to sustain living longer as, as humanity, you know, we'll have a, a bigger lifespan, you know, we'll live longer. So there's in that regard, I think that's also why we should do it. And it's also inevitable because we want to live longer as a species. Okay. So I'm going to like try to go through like some of those points. The first one. Okay. I have a question for you to, about the tortoise connection, right? Yeah. So let, let's say someone someone kidnaps your mom and someone kidnaps a tortoise. And they're like, you only get to pick one to live. Which okay, one do you go like, with? So, all right. So if my tortoise was actually my son, like, let's just, let's just scratch okay. it like that. Yeah, like, you know what? I, and it, but in your case, if for this argument, my adopted son... You're saying, would you sacrifice my mom or my adopted son? Okay, that yeah, you know what? Yeah, my my, my question is is kind of shot. I feel like that's that's a almost impossible decision. <laughs> like, yeah, I I think most adopted parents would probably kill themselves. No, uh, <laughs> it can't solve well, the, the equation. Yeah. Um, I know that situation would never happen, and I hate questions like that because I'm like, well, it's not going to happen, so there's no point in thinking about it and, like, just hurt your brain. Yeah. Maybe not never happen, but, like. <laughs> You're always ready. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> there's obviously other other outcomes you could fight and then, you know, probably die, but because they have the. <laughs> um, okay. Never mind. That's that's an impossible. Yeah, because it is just like, but like digging deeper into it, that's like a decision yeah. of like this person like raised you, and then the other option is this is the person you raised. So it's really like that is a tough decision to like 
go by and it's just like so so difficult because it's like you know this is the per- you owe your life to this person and then all the everything you put into this person is now going to be gone so it's really i i don't know uh which one i would choose but what were the what were the other other points you had um okay i think the second thing was oh yeah the group of people who wouldn't do it right yeah i think for a period of time there would be that that population of people probably the majority at first and then over time it would be they're like well i could give my child an advantage and get him into harvard which i don't think yeah college, at that point i don't think college is really that big a deal but that's a different discussion but like let's just say like oh i want him to get into harvard well i'll just give them the super brain gene and they'll gonna have the advantage over time, it's getting more and more accepted and more people are going to do it. Like today, like like going back to the weed argument, people aren't as scared of weed because it's so – it's more widely used than it was like let's say 50s, 60s. I think it, right. it might have been pretty popular. I don't, I don't know. But like not like legally wise, yeah. Yeah. Like – Took all this time though, yeah. I think a big thing with weed being like demonized is that like – probably the church on top of um, government, like it demonizes it. So it looks like a bad thing, but if more people are doing it and you don't see them being like sent to hell, you can't really see that. But like you see them like being ostracized by their God or the government not putting them in jail because they can get away with it. Or even the health consequences of that, like, there's less people worrying about it. So more people accepting it, more people doing it. And that population of people who don't do the gene editing is just going to get smaller and smaller. Right. So I don't like who'd want to be the only people who aren't genetically engineered to be better. You would be like the opposite of Superman at that point. You would be like, right. So dumbest person out there compared to everyone else. So people would probably, okay. So yeah, everybody would end up doing it. It's just like when we do do, gene editing in the future you still have to have everybody like or certain populations that are still like picking a wide range like maybe when when you ask you put in a request to get a genetically modified baby there's like a thing that pops up and is like sorry you can't have these certain uh uh genetic modifications because those have been used too much in recent years and that would lead to us failing as a society being unable to reproduce. So that would be like, okay, but you can do these things. So that leads to the question of not every genetically modified human would be able to have all of the best, uh, things, all of the best, uh, you know, genes, only certain ones. And then it's like, I mean, maybe there'll be a, a, the 1%, like the rich or the rich get to like pick all the, the good genes. And then that leads to more like, I guess, inequality, which is bad, but also just, I guess we would have to, in gene editing in the future, we'd have to have a system in place where that also makes it. So there's still diversity among a lot of the, the editing in our genes. So it, it's it really just like, maybe just, you know, at first, like, getting rid of just all the diseases and stuff like that. Maybe all the other things that could lead to less genetic diversity, maybe like not as much, <laughs> just again, a limited a little bit. To, mm-hmm. So there's, there's more, more diversity there. So, cause it is, it's, 
it's difficult to see how we're actually going to like we're, we're basically evolving ourselves a little bit further right now um but it is also going to help humanity like be able to prevent all these diseases and help us live longer and stuff like that so that's also why i think it's also beneficial um did you have another point yeah i was gonna say um i do i feel like if anything the disease prevention is probably gonna be inevitable like genetic diseases like i don't know making you less likely it, assuming we could figure out all the the genetic factors that influence a disease i'm assuming we're going to go after the obvious ones first and like give her those like oh well your chance of cancer is now in half of what it was before that's a one that like who's going to be against that um I, i'm not against that i'm just my view on it is that it's going to be kind of like a pandora's box like okay we can get rid of that we're going to figure out more and more of the human genetic code over time. So we're probably going to figure out what makes someone intelligence, for example, what's make someone's more intelligence genetically. And it's going to be like, where do we stop? Right. Oh, disease here, disease there. Well, at what point is having IQ of a hundred, a disease? Like, I think it was, I don't know, maybe in the early 1900s where like, you know the term like moron, idiot. Uh, there's another one. Um, I've got, there's like these terms, right? Like you know, you just use them for like someone who's being stupid or something. Right. But like during a period of time, like it, I think it was actually connected to your IQ level. Like if you had an IQ of like forty to sixty, you were clinically a moron. And like people are probably going to start viewing that again as a disease in a sense. And that would be right. the first step. I, I, did I say Pandora's box? I mean, yeah. I, I want yeah, to open it like Pandora's box. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like it's just going to like keep going and it's just not going to stop because who's going to want to stop it? Like AI. Now you make one more advancement, you make another, you make another next thing, you know, AI is sentient and hopefully it's on our side. Yeah. But I mean like, you know, if anything, that could also help us map the, the genome of the human mind and the brain. But also opening that box is like saying, like, you know, do we do it or not? Nah? Like, it's 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 something humans can do to, like, help us out a lot. And it's, like, really, like, it would be the next step, logically. I mean, for creating humans that can have infinite lifespans. But there's other, other problems with that, associated with that. Um, but I'm not going to ruin my case just yet. So, cause I have like, a, like for instance, you know, like not enough, if everyone lives forever, there's not enough earth. So where would all the humans that are now living forever go? But you could also say we could modify the humans to also, I mean, modify us. I'm a, I'm a robot, um, modify us to live in space, for example, or something like that. And then we could expand to other colonies on other planets. So then I guess that solves that issue. But it's it's really, yeah, it's – I forgot where what, – what was the point that you said again that I was going to say something about? Oh, Pandora's um, box, opening it up? Yeah, like once we start with one thing, it's – where does it stop? Yeah, yeah. So it really it, – it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. But I guess my point would be like to just slowly, gradually like find a path that we can like navigate – to allow it to progress in a way 
that will still be beneficial for everybody as I feel like, you know, it is inevitable and it's like, this is the next stage for us to, to eventually take, even though it's very frightening as we don't know fully what the human brain really is or anything like that. So some, saying something this early on is about how it's like very beneficial could be like, could, you know, maybe it's, it's not going to happen because it's just not like it's too advanced for us right now. But it, it just goes on to the, the kind of like, you know, we can create life, basically. Do we master this, this the robot of life? This is a, like we're – I kind of like to think of living organisms as just robots in general because they all serve a purpose to live and then use other living creatures to – that's our, the only energy and mm-hmm. also the sun too. But – and water and other chemicals. But still, the point being we're, we're, we're living robots that are, are here and – it's we we evolve, we change, and now the next step is to figure out how to do that on our own, so then we can just advance ourselves a little bit more to the point where we can do a lot more cool stuff, uh, like creating food. Like, I mean, I don't eat meat, but you can create meat in a lab using gene editing, and like feed a lot of people using that method because now you don't need a lot of a large crop size. Or something like that. So then you have more land for people. So stuff like that as well that I think that it's also, uh, you know, we should do gene editing. But also, we're still early on and unethical. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, wait. Just one quick side question. Would you eat lab-grown meat as a – you're vegan, right? Yeah, I'm vegan. Okay. Would you Would you eat lab-grown meat? Um, so it really, the reason I I don't want to eat meat right now is because I feel like it is actually, you know, it'll, there's a lot of health, uh, it's not really that healthy associated with like all the fat and then also all the, the cholesterol and, uh, I think cancer rates are also higher if you have meat and a bunch of pollutants, some of the animals are eating. So if, if you have a lot of different like factors, if you really like figure out like, hey, this meat's actually tested for all these things and it's like a lot safer than regular meat, then then I don't see – yeah, there's no reason why I wouldn't. So it's like as long as it's not going to impact my health in a negative way, then I'll do it. So that's why, yeah, I guess really only just plant-based food for right now. Gotcha. Okay. Um, back on the – Genetic topic. Um, yeah. Well, you said something. I forgot. Well, can you just summarize what you said again? I uh, I said the space thing, genetically space. modifying mm-hmm. uh, the crops. We'll have more lands. Um, uh, we are evolving, so we're eventually going to do it. We're tapping into like what's already going to happen. We're just accelerating it a little bit. Okay, yeah, that, that that's the part. Um, so yeah, no, personally, my my position on this is purely out of fear like i'm gonna basically be inferior to a few generations down the line if not the next generation um and then i do also i do agree it does it is literally evolution and it's just doing its thing like i do also see humans as a very finite point in time like there's only gonna be humans for so long until we're something different (laughs) Or we just go extinct. But 
Um, yeah, I'm like it's purely out of fear, and I don't. I agree. It is an evolution thing, and my my children are going to be my children, my great grandchildren, whatever down the line are going to view me as kind of like the old person. It's like, hey, Sonny, I don't want to do that. I don't want to use my iPhone. Like, like, cause, like, I have it up in here. I don't yeah, need an iPhone. Have an iPhone. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, everyone has an iPhone now, or not an iPhone, but a like smartphone now yeah. just because, like, everyone else has one. At first, it was like, you don't want a smartphone. But now we look at people who are older who, at this point, even a lot of older people have smartphones, but they don't use it the same way we use it, like, Oh, why are you watching TV when you can go on YouTube instead? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like that's probably going to be like how genetic engineering is going to be viewed as like, it's like, of course. Um, oh, and then going back to the point about um, like accessibility to like certain genes. Um, yeah. Let's say like you, intelligence is like a pretty one I like to use, but um, let's say you want your child to be smarter, but like, there's only a certain amount of smart genes available to be sold um, before it's like you're not allowed to do it. I feel like it's going to cause a lot of um, out outrage in like the public. Like it's based. I feel like it's very similar to saying, um, "Oh, we have penicillin, but it's only for the first 500 people who come and get it." Unless you know you got some extra money you want to throw at us. I, yeah. I think. The first people probably can do it are probably like the super wealthy. Further dividing like the class, dividing classes where it's like the super wealthy are not only the advantage of wealth, but they also then have an advantage of having the best genes possible, so their children can survive better, uh, just do more stuff and get more wealthy making people who aren't as wealthy to start off with, like less likely to get up there to get these better genes. Right. Um, so so that, I, I feel like it has to be like not gatekeeped at all. Um, and if it does, I'm sure black markets are going to pop up where it's like, Oh, you want this secondhand super good gene? Come by me. Maybe you get fucked up. Maybe you die. You know, we don't know. We're, we're doing this off off the record. You don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I see your point, how you, you want it to not be safeguarded. But also, I feel like it needs to be. Otherwise, there's not going to be that much genetic variation. And then it's that would be bad. So, I kind of feel like we we really need to do that. Otherwise, it's just like... I mean, do you think we could sustain living if all babies just are now, like, I guess, made genetically? Because, I mean, using the CRISPR technology, they just use that with the embryo and then put it back in the womb and then create babies that way without having to actually do anything else. So creating a baby naturally wouldn't be a thing anymore. And then would you just, like, I guess... Theoretically, would that still, I mean, would the genetic pool still, like, not even be a factor to consider, actually? Because I feel uh, like, yeah, I feel like now that, that I think about it. At that point, like, I don't feel like it could be gatekeeped because I think it would literally, like, secondhand markets would be dealing yeah. genes out. 
Um, and then it would just be like weed, where it's like they don't want it to be happening on the black market, so that or illegally, then yeah, so dangerous then, things could happen. So then they make it illegal for everybody. Yeah, um, that route, or I, I feel like that might be an early route, and then over time, it would evolve into it being like, you know what, you guys don't know how to reproduce anymore. You guys just keep making the same kid over and over again. We'll we'll handle the reproduction. It's legal to reproduce now every every i don't know if it would be possible but let's just say if it's not every man has to get a vasectomy and every woman has to get their eggs removed it would be that there's only a select few who are employed to develop or to deliver the genetic code and then government some agency some company is the only company that could dictate what what happens to what child and there wouldn't be parents anymore. I feel right. And then there would be like, what are artificial intelligence, just parenting, uh, children or growing them, teaching them what to do and everything like that. Yeah. I feel like AI might, might make this conversation irrelevant where it's like, why even bother with people? Just robots take over and we all just die. Um, also, I this kind of relates, but I I heard you ever hear about the um, the rat utopia experiment? What's that? So they made this like room, small enclosed area, whatever it is. But they had a bunch of rats, right? And all the rats had enough food, water that they didn't have to worry about survival. And um, I think all they did was just lounge around. There were some people, there were some rats who all they did was just groom themselves. I think they called them like the, the pretty, the pretty rats or I might be butchering it, but all they did was just work on their appearance. And I don't even think they reproduced. I think everyone just stopped reproducing. Cause it's like, we're, we're, we're satiated. We're, we're good. I feel like once we get to that point, like why would people even want to reproduce and have kids? Which is actually that's that's another thing that's probably going to lead to that. Like, less and less people want kids. I think we're in a, de- a declining population. Um, we're at less than replacement for a population. Like, oh, okay. Like for is every that... two people, they have like one point seven kids or something. Oh, okay, but is that also kind of good for the planet since we can't really sustain this population? Uh, much longer. I don't know because I've I don't know how because if anything it would be a population like collapse like the younger people take care of the older people like we have so many right. boomers right because um, they were such a baby boom and then generations after had less and less kids so we have less humans uh, taking care of the older population and it'd be less and less and less to a point where it's like. I think the population like collapses or something, or I think go either way. I think it's like, if we get too big a population, like we explode and then we can't, so we can't supply it. So it crashes and there's only like, it goes from like, let's say 10 million to, uh, 1 million or hundred thousand people just cause everything we had up to that point was only for a certain amount of people. And then we overuse the resources. I think it kind of goes the other way too. If we have too little people that we can't uh, sustain the population on the other way. Uh, okay. I think that's a, 
a U.S. thing. I think there's other countries, less developed countries, I think have higher than uh, replacement rate for births. Like okay, that's good. Because um, there's like something where it's like the more developed the country is, the lower the amount of kids uh, a family will have, just because they push off having children later in life, or not even because they want to work on themselves. Um, they want to work in their career. They don't need to have a kid to the purpose of having a kid for like lower developed countries is to supply, like take care of the family, not only take care of the family, but make sure you have enough kids so they can survive to adulthood to take care of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why lower uh, developed countries have so many kids because they can barely uh, have enough food for all of them. So like some of them are probably going to die. So let's just make sure we have enough that make it so they can take care of us when we're old, when we can't take care of ourselves. So how come that in the case of the United States that like people don't want to have kids so that they're worried that someone's going to take care of them when they're older? Are they just assuming like most of the population now has a certain amount of money and they're going to be well off that they don't even need children at that point because they already have money to pay for uh, senior citizen homes and stuff like that where they can just like stay there and then they don't have to actually like, you know, have a son to take care of them, for example. Is that like you think the main reason? Um, I, like I don't still... think it's necessarily like in the United States. I don't think many people as much think about like who's going to take care of me when I'm older. To an extent, yeah, some people do, um, but we keep pushing off having to worry about kids because we're at a point in our civilization where we want to focus more on ourselves than yeah. having a child. So we push off later and later. I think there's even some um, consequences to the children for having a child later in life. Like, I think, I think it has to do with the, the females. Like, the older female is, um, the the health of the child that's birthed is more likely to, or the child's more likely to have health problems the older a female is. Oh, unless I don't know if it's modification. A, yeah, genetic <laughs> that problem. Yeah. Uh, further so pushing off. When people have children. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. And if that's the case, yeah, then more people, I guess, wouldn't want to necessarily have as many children with gene modification, too, also. Because then, yeah, they're just, like, they're well off on their own and they can – their lifespans would be increased. So, like, whenever you're 200, then you, maybe you'll have a kid or two. Maybe yeah. you'll have one. And then it's will be a civilization of, like, immortals where it's, like, we're stuck – because nobody wants to have a child. And then it's like, well, should we? And then I think we eventually, you know, maybe people will have children, but it's not like going to be to the point of like, to the point of like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's not to the point of taking care of. Maybe it's like all the reasons someone wants to have a, pa uh, a child is like, you know, you want like, well, yeah, what are the other reasons? You, you want like someone obviously like what we were talking about, someone to take care of you when you're older, but also like, you know, a child is, is something you just have, like some people are fulfilled when they have a child and they have like, uh, some people don't have a, a role in life and they don't have meaning, but when they have a child, then they find meaning again. And so like, there's also those reasons. So those, that's good reasons for people to have children. But yeah, it's now that more people are, are not wanting to have children as much than I guess, like modifying genetically editing children in the future would eventually just lead to not people not wanting to do it as much. Yeah. And the only purpose would be 
to, I guess, colonize other planets. I guess, you know, if we wanted to do that for some reason, you know, we, but I, cause if we already have like eventually like the population of the land on earth maxed out to the brim with people, then yeah, no one's going to want to have children. They'll maybe there'll be like laws in place. So it's like, Oh, if you die, then you could have a kid or one spouse die. And then you could have a child or something like that. You have to go apply to have a child. You go to the yeah, you gotta, like, yeah, yeah. You're on a wait list. Okay. There, there's a few people ahead of you. You gotta wait. There's people are living too long. Sorry. The wait list is getting longer. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, do you think the government would just sterilize everybody and then only make it so like people have to like genetically modify? Cause then if, if people are all sterile, then no one would be accidentally making babies. But that would just also be scary for if the population does end up like, you know, all the, all the machines break, we can't make babies. And we're all like, fuck, now we can't make new babies <laughs> or something like that. And then that would be pretty bad. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard like, I'm not heard, but like seen or heard, heard of a movie or book or something where it's like people are just getting sterilized because the government controls who reproduces and who doesn't. Oh, and like, okay, yeah, and like a dystopian future type deal? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I it could have been that. 1984, but I feel like it's a different book or a movie. It's probably a book. Probably a few books. Yeah, so I guess it is – so uh, an argument, I guess, that could be made for uh, against gene editing also. Um, I mean, just, just against it uh, – Nah, I mean, I'm trying to think. No, I mean, I'll just go with it's inevitable, so it's going to happen, but we don't have really – we if we can use artificial intelligence, if we can tap into it, then I think it's a good option. But that's me betting on the fact that we have artificial intelligence to let us fully go through the brain and understand everything. If artificial intelligence takes over and – takes over us then that would be pretty bad they you know ai that is sentient could just make their own humans in a lab and then they would raise those and worship the ai lords and then attack us so there would be in the future i don't think it would be like us versus humans it would be humans versus humans you know, us hu- regular humans versus genetically modified humans by by robot clones that are because I mean, I mean maybe it's, it's AI can create like a robot that it has all the functionalities of a, a to attack people, but it's more I feel like it would be much more of a, uh, I don't know maybe more interesting to have a conflict like that, but also like a dialogue too to negotiate, and then it's like okay, so they have people on their side. AI has people. So yeah, genetic modification. If AI is there to help us out in the future, cause that would just really make it. Cause it is, like you said, it's a scary, scary process to like really, really do everything. Cause it's, we don't know what's going to happen and we're pushing the button on accelerating it a little bit, but I think it's still like, we should try it at least maybe and see if it goes well. Otherwise, yeah, it's is it going to lead to our demise? Maybe, but you know, should we try? If the options there, I mean, there's a lot of things that we shouldn't shouldn't try. 
So that's really what it comes down to, like, I guess. But if we limit it to a certain degree, and then if it backfires on us, then yeah, let's not continue doing that. So I think either way, uh, it's going to lead to the demise of like humans as we know it, whether it be population collapse or people evolve into a different thing. Species, yeah. Eventually, because people will keep doing it, and then they're like, ah, I don't think noses are cool anymore. Let's just get rid of those. Yeah. <laughs> or something, and then we're just a different species. But then it's it's like, oh, you know, why don't we have other humanoid species on Earth? Oh, yeah, because we killed them all. Because humans wanted to be the only humanoid species. So what's going to happen in the future when that happens? <laughs> or something. Different, different, uh, uh, it, it'd be cool to have different groups of people though, to have different traits that they excel at. That would just be cool if, yeah, if we, all we really need to do is just do that kind of separate them a lot to the point where not everybody's going to have all the, but I know, like you said, it's going to, it's going to be open to everybody, but hopefully people's opinions are able to their opinions to, to make a, a, a gen a new baby is going to be not all the same. The public is, I'm hoping that everybody's not making the same decision as like, yes, only this version of humans. Cause then that would be bad. But you know, everybody does have different opinions cause people are all different. So that's good. So that's why also that genetically modified humans would thrive and, and do good because people will always have different opinions. Okay. Throughout this conversation, I just came up with like two ways I feel like it would not lead to the demise of all humans. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I, wait a minute, there's this and this. No, no, no. So, yeah, okay. One is like maybe it's kind of like a nuclear weapons kind of deal, which as of right now, as of March 9th, 2023, we have not blown ourselves all up with nukes. Um, yeah, next next day. <laughs> as of right now, thank God I said that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I need to say the date because you know we'll probably all be dead if uh, we do do that. So I think we <laughs> we'll there. go to bunkers. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll save the footage. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, also, I don't know if like gene editing is going to come out the way that we think it is. Like the way we're describing here, we're assuming you get a catalog of genes and, you know, there's only one perfect gene for each thing, right? Or, you know, there's a collection of genes that are the best genes. Maybe it's not how it works. Maybe it's like people are so complicated. You can't just give someone super intelligence. Maybe it takes like multiple genes working together on top of maybe even nature being a huge influence. Um, I know there's, there's, um, you ever heard of epigenetics? What's that? So the idea of like, like we can't influence our kids, right? We have our genes. We, we mate with another person and then we have a child based on those genes that we were given at birth, right? The, the two people were given at birth. Epi, epigenetics is like throughout your life, you can affect which genes are expressed. And because of that, it affects the genes that are expressed in your child. Um, you, you ever hear like uh, the the study where they made a bunch of rats together and they would cut the tails off of some of them and then they would just reproduce the rats to see if the child would have either no tail or a smaller tail? Oh, and so then what happened with the offspring? 
So the the child had a tail. So everyone assumed like, oh, what happens in a life of someone doesn't affect the life, the the outcome, the genes right. of the offspring. But there are some some stuff like uh, if you if you are like fit, right? If you if you exercise every day, it does affect the genes that are expressed. And I'm pretty sure there are some studies showing that like if you if you win a twin, right? If one of you did not exercise at all, the other one did. Your children are gonna have some variation, even if you have the same exact genes. And you know, there's like some some influence throughout your life, uh, or for basic thing like radiation. If you get radiation and hurts some of your genetics, like that that could come out and affect your child. Right. Uh, I think smoking smoking is something that I think affects your genes and then your child's genes could be wrong especially during like pregnancy I feel like but yeah. I, I don't know if that's a um, if that's as much as like you ingesting it and the child right, being connected. grown yeah um, like if you, if you smoked right like 20 years before you have a kid and then that would still affect it yeah it, it could I, I could be talking about my ass like usual but <laughs> But, I mean, it sounds kind of like it could kind of do that because I know there are certain things, certain, like, you know, there's, yeah, I think there's, it might be, like, a theory. I don't know what it is specifically if there's, like... Game theory. If you, <laughs> if you have a, a theory, no, a, a fear of one thing and you pass it on to your child and then they're going to have the same fear, but it's, like, maybe you didn't even mention that fear, like, the entire time. And then it's like it just became like a, a natural mm-hmm. genetic thing that you were afraid of this thing. So now that gene was imprinted onto your child. So that yeah, that that's that's pretty wild to think about too. Because it's like, what are your fears? And then what was my ancestors afraid of? That's um, it's like the assassin. The whole thing behind behind Assassin's Creed. You ever play the Assassin's Creed games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you like, know, like, you go back in your, like, genetic memory, and you're right, able to yeah, live, and then you go back to the normal world, and what, what was, I forgot his name. Um, oh, like, Ezio? No, he's not. Nah, the, like, the, the the current day guy. Yeah, I don't remember I that forgot guy. his he, name. But he wasn't that important. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he was able to, like, express what his genetic memory had. Like, he's able to do, like, assassin shit. Just yeah, because he had it in his genes. Right, right. That's a video I mean, game, so I don't. Feel, I feel like that's just like exaggerating it a yeah. lot because you you know like after time, I feel like it's not going to be imprinted. It's probably like the more recent relatives are the ones that are going to be like having it, but then it just like gets diluted as it continues on. Mm-hmm. If it is a thing, because we are just mentioning it. <laughs> um, yeah, so. That's pretty interesting. And so, yeah, like the complexity of the human brain after having it like, so if, yeah, if you, you know, you, you, you modify uh, a baby and maybe it'll still have that, uh, some of those, those memories or still have some genetic information from the mom or maybe also from the dad. If like, I don't know how that works in the, with crisp crisper, uh, but basically I feel like with the complexity of the human mind, if we're using AI as a, 
where I am for this argument, because that's the only way my argument would work, is if we have AI to help us navigate the human brain. I think we would, yeah, we would be able to really, like, get in deep into DNA and figure out, like, what really makes all the the differences between everybody and then kind of, like, really also, like, go deeper into it to the point where, like, yeah, we're going to increase some things, but also keep a lot of the other stuff down. But in doing that, so I have this also argument against myself just for you. No word. If you... If we modify it to prevent diseases, who's to say the diseases won't modify themselves through uh, mutations and stuff like that, and then the diseases are stronger now? So now we're actually, like, even though we're living longer, maybe there's going to be another tougher disease out there because of that. And so in that regard, it would kind of actually just balance itself out. And That'd be kind of what? Yeah. <laughs> but then like, yeah, like nothing ever happened. It's just like, yeah. you know, now there's more things, there's different diseases that are going to balance our humanity out. Cause that's really what life would probably do. It wouldn't let one species survive longer. It would create other things to kind of stop us. And so, I mean, like, I guess it would, <laughs> in that regard, I guess, yeah, like either you, you turn into a gene- genetically modified person or, I mean, like, probably do that after you're born too. I think that's also a thing that could be possible. But also, yeah, everybody, those super diseases now would kill anybody who's not modified because then it's like, damn, you need to be modified to survive this thing. So that would also be catastrophic for anybody who doesn't do it in the future. But, yeah, so life would life really change if new diseases would be just formed out of that one? And then that regard, are we, is this whole genetic modification thing, is it even worth it if it's just going to lead in a complete circle with everything else still trying to kill us? If we're only trying to prevent diseases when we could, I mean, there's other things we could use it for. Like I said earlier with space travel, maybe if we could have a human living in space, because that, I mean, that's a little different, I feel like, kind of. Maybe you could still find new diseases that can kill you in space or something. But it's a limited environment. It's like on Earth, we have like a lot of different living creatures. So that's why I say that we can, those diseases would end up coming to bite us in the butt. But yeah. So, yeah. No. <laughs> Word. 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 You wanna? You have any final thoughts or? Um. Before I wanted to just say the line, "Life, life finds a way." Uh, that was <laughs> terrible. Um, from Jurassic Park, but that, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cause it does. It does. Yeah. It would kill us somehow. We'd find a way, mm. even if we tried to prevent that shit. It's. Only thing that could help is artificial intelligence. So this conversation just – it goes back to that because it's a, a good safety net. Because it's like, oh, they have that to help us out. But it's really – we haven't figured that out completely. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching. This has been Cabo Load with Cosmic Lumberjack. Thank Anyhow, you. Thank you guys for watching. Peace. I hope you enjoy this.